the world is coming to an end. Or something like that. Hello and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Hello. And we have a special guest this week. Yes, we do. He's special in many ways. Yes. We have our good friend returning to the show, Mr. Sean Gorman. Sean. (laughs) Sean is taking safety precautions so he doesn't catch anything. So <laughs> suck. It's really hard to breathe. <laughs> you sound like Darth Vader. Just like <laughs> I'm going to keep my sunglasses on because uh, it's it's mighty bright in here. I'm not used to this kind of light. Sure, fine. sure, not a problem. So Sean was wearing his his gas mask. <laughs> uh, for anybody that obviously isn't watching us right now and only <laughs> listening, and obviously you're wearing that, Sean, because of what's going on in the world today, right? No, absolutely. Or was it just because we're that dirty when, when yeah. you come over? Is that what <laughs> no, it was? No, this house is actually very clean. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, this week we're, we're going to, we figured it'd be nice to just kind of sit and chat about what's going on in the world. And uh, Yeah, all of us have time on our hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, if you're watching or listening to this. Yeah, you're I'm sure you do, too. You're probably <laughs> affected, yeah. just as everyone else is. So, uh, I guess... When's the first time you heard about this nonsense that's going on in the world today? And I call it nonsense, and we'll get into why I think it's nonsense. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nonsense to a certain degree. Yeah, I was actually thinking about on that on the ride here. I'm like, when? I mean, I guess it was two weeks ago, right? Is yeah, that about when, you, when it really it, hit around when it, here. When it hit around here, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, well, you started hearing about it. And, you know, at the time it was like, oh, you know, there's this weird virus coming out of China. And it's like, well, we've been through this before. Yeah, this is definitely not the first time that this has happened. No, and I was like, okay, you know, you know, and then, I, and I wasn't worried at all. Here's when I got worried, though. Then when it was just like, people need to self quarantine. The government says you need to stay home, and I'm like, oh, I think I know where this is going. Yeah. When I started to get really nervous was when they said, oh, Trump is going to give everyone a thousand dollars. I'm just like, yeah, okay, ammunition. Uh, food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's, I'm not even the least bit concerned about the virus. None of us are 80 years old or have respiratory problems or immune problems that yep. I'm aware of. Now, to play devil's advocate on that, what people will argue is, yeah, but if you come in contact with somebody who is elderly or who has health issues, mm-hmm. you could be exposing them to the virus. Right. Sure. Which is why. All the other times before this, <laughs> when something like this happened, they're like, okay, this really affects the elderly and people with underlying problems. We need to shore up the nursing homes, make sure, you know, stay away from grandma and grandpa in the nursing homes. Uh, people with problems, yes, definitely lay low. Are you saying that people <laughs> should be smart enough to make their own decisions and, and use I know. In 2020, their minds it's, it's just wild. properly to, yeah. to make good health decisions? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then everyone gets it and recovers, and then herd immunity happens, and the virus fizzles out. But now we've decided to shut down the whole world. <laughs> yeah, instead, let's crash everything <laughs> yeah. and just ruin everything, which is where I think so many conspiracy theorists now are actually gaining credibility because oh. a lot of things that people have been calling and saying are, are going to happen, guess what's happening now, everybody? Yeah. 
all the, all the doomsday preppers don't don't seem so crazy Who's anymore, do they? Now? Know, you yeah. laughed at them, but yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you and I are full blown. I just think that we we had it was almost like having a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing serious. Yeah. Just some food on hand and yeah. a firearm. Yeah. You know, just in case. Of course. So I don't you know, I feel better than the average Joe out there. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was just, you know, well, let's talk for a, a moment because I think what our real concern is, and we, we actually didn't talk about this. Um, I mean, you guys know about the Federal Reserve and hyperinflation yep. and, and all that kind of stuff. So maybe for people who don't know, mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about that. Yeah. Because I, that's the real concern. I, I Yeah. That, I mean, that definitely when it's actually your your dad, uh, my father-in-law came over uh, yesterday uh, just for a quick visit to drop off something. And he was talking about how they're going to be giving out checks. See, we don't watch the news anymore. And I don't, right. I try not to look yeah. on, on anything anymore. I just, I, yeah, that's not my reality. Right. And he started to tell me that at first I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of cool. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, no, that's, that's a, that's a bad sign. No, because the government is broke. It, it, exactly. Worse than broke. Yeah. So where's it? So I, I see, air. yeah, they're just going to print it. They're just going to print it. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, everybody gets excited. Oh, what is it? Like 400 bucks a kid or if you have a child a or something. I think it's 500 a kid and 1200 an adult. What good is that going to do if the dollar is worth yeah. nothing? Well, the good news which, is if you're out of toilet paper, you can wipe your ass with those $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. they're not going to be worth the money that they're printed on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, just for those wa- uh, watching or listening who, who may not be aware, um, should I give a brief history lesson of yeah, how yeah. this Absolutely. came to Why be? Not? Like, yeah. Dr. Gorman is going to... Sure. All right. Um, <clears throat> for, since the beginning of the country, 1776, um, a dollar was backed up by something. Yeah. We're talking about gold. Or gold, right. Or, or yes. silver, some kind of commodity. Yes. You know, and the reason that they started making paper dollars was because gold was a little cumbersome to carry around. So it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, the bank would give you a note. This is a dollar yeah. that's backed up by what you have, you know, in the bank. Right. There was some kind of a physical, as you said, commodity. There was right. a precious metal, gold, silver. Right. Yeah. Right. And Copper. It, yeah. And it doesn't have to be even like a precious metal. Like, a, you know, the most stable currency in the world and probably still is, is Saudi Arabia because it's backed up by oil. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. And so anyway, I, in the teens, 1913, I know it was Woodrow Wilson. It was during his administration. Um, he created a thing called the Federal Reserve, which is, it, interestingly enough, was something that the, well, some of the founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, said, bad idea. We cannot have a central bank. Right. And... So the thing that people should know is the Federal Reserve is about as federal as Federal Express. It's a private bank. Right. You know, that just is in charge of our entire monetary, and has been in charge of our entire monetary system for the last hundred years. So then in the 1970s, during the Nixon administration, they decided to, it's actually hard to believe that our currency was backed up by gold that whole time. Right. You know? Even when the Federal Reserve was created in the teens, yeah, or twenties, and um, in that, I think it was seventy four, uh, Nixon took us off the gold standard, which meant that our currency was paper. Yeah, it's called fiat currency, right? 
Latin for have faith. Have faith that this is worth something. Yep. Well, that faith is about to end. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. If you're listening to this now, I think we're going we're gonna to put this out tonight, right? We're going to put this out right away, kind of like a bonus conversation. Sure. Emergency broadcast podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right now, as we record, it's Saturday, March 21st. If you're listening to this right now or, or watching, watching this and you haven't already been to the grocery store prepared for inevitable collapse it's too late for you now yeah well, at this point it's too late yeah. and a thousand dollar check from the government is not gonna change anything yeah so i mean who knows nobody knows i mean maybe maybe you know we'll coast for a little while longer but i can't imagine it's gonna go much longer no I, i'm calling by the end of this calendar year something else will happen something else catastrophic is going to happen and yeah. we're that's it yeah every man for himself at that point yeah so i you know i i just i wanted to talk briefly about how i came to all this knowledge and i do have to give credit it was two friends of mine um and from high school and they got you know this was i mean i'm talking 10 plus years ago they would go on and on about the federal i'm like what the hell are you talking yeah. about the federal reserve and gold you know what i mean Can yeah. nobody know nobody knows right if you ask the average joe on the street what's a dollar they're going what's a dollar yeah but what is it right it's a dollar it's a piece of paper <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah nobody gets it yeah nobody gets it yeah so and i'm like okay and then i you know they're like read this book and i'll plug a good book it's called the uh, creature from creature Jekyll from jackal island yeah that's yes. a good book yeah yeah, yeah. You're, it's gonna blow your mind because it's not a conspiracy theory it happened it's history like right. it, it happened yeah a bunch of the richest people in america got together on this place called jekyll island and we're like how can we get control of the united states as currency and, and monetary system and they did yeah the was it rothschild rothschilds rockefeller yeah yeah all the all the names you've heard about before yeah yeah they all got together and they created the federal reserve and they were just like, they kept going on and about this. So, I, you know, I read the book and I'm like, you know, and you looked every country that's done what we're doing has ended in total, total economic collapse. Yeah. 100% all of them. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the only reason, you know, we haven't is because we're America. Right. You know, but anyway, so they would go on and on. And I read the books. I'm like, and I, I swear to God, and my buddy Frazier and I were just talking about this the other night. We'd be like, you know what? You guys are right. That the hyperinflation basically that means that you know uh, a loaf of bread is going to cost like five thousand dollars. Yeah, because the dollar is going to be worth nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, so we were just like, you know what? You guys are probably right. I, I said that's probably going to happen because the greatest indicator of the future is the past. Of course. You know, so, okay. But I'm like, it's probably going to happen another like 50 years, maybe 75 years. So I'll, I'll be just about checked out by then. Yeah. And now I'm just like, this shit's going to happen like next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's you know? what's, that's the scary thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially now when, when, when I sat and I actually really thought about what my father-in-law had told me, I was like, we're screwed. Yeah. That's that's just not that's not a good sign at no. all. It's terrible. No, because they're you know, it, it, and and you know who holds most of our debt? China, freaking China. China, yeah. So they're probably already pissed at us, and they're you know eventually they're going to realize we're never getting our money back. You know mm -hmm. they're just going to hit sell. Yep. And then it all comes crumbling down. Yep. <laughs> you yes. Know? So. And like I said, I, I I always thought this was going to happen. I did not think it was going to happen in March of. 
I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought it was going to happen this soon, but it yeah. was. It was definitely inevitable. Yeah. It's just a matter of how long it would take. It was similar to how the housing bubble happened in in crash in two thousand eight. It was yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Just nobody saw it coming, or, right. except for a few people. Yeah. You know, Peter Schiff. Schiff yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he he called pretty much everything that's going on right now. Do you too. hear what he's saying about what's going to happen after this? Oh. Oh, he goes, it's the beginning of the end for the American economy. <laughs> like, Sounds it, about right. Yeah. I mean, we're $23 trillion in debt. Yeah. I mean, you can't even, ra- I mean, that's not even, it's now, it's now, it's not even a real number. No, it's, it, yeah. you know, it's, forget it, it. It, it's like, you forget it. Yeah. It's just, you yeah. know, and people are like, oh, the government's going to give us money. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what money? <laughs> yeah. Monopoly money. <laughs> what, ex- that's all it is now. That's yeah. all any of this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, and compounded by yeah. the fact that. Even regardless of the dollar, I mean, you know, the whole world economy is almost shut down. Right. It, it, I think it's 20%, I heard. 20% of the world economy is shut down right now. As of right now. Yeah. Yes. It, that's... It's worse than the Great Depression. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we are going to be feeling the effects of this now probably for the next few years minimum, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's not... Everybody buckle up. It's gonna be a hell of a ride. We're in for nasty weather. <laughs> yeah, big time. And and it's good that it's happening. Well, it's not that good that it's happening. Don't mistake my words. But it's good that it's happening right now, where at least it's gonna be getting a little warmer. So we're gonna kind of ease into this. But once it starts getting cold out again, yeah, I think it's gonna get really rough. Yeah, for a lot of folks. Yeah. So um, so when I texted you uh, today, and it's so cool. Thank you for having me. This of course. Spur of the moment thing. Yeah. I was just like, this is the only one guy I want to talk to <laughs> during the situation. <laughs> um, I, I, I framed it as like, this is like a time capsule for your kids and your grandkids. Yeah. And I framed it in like, wouldn't it be cool if you had some kind of audio or visual record from your great grandparents during the Great Depression? So yeah. I guess I'm like taking over the podcast. I'm like okay. asking you questions now. Oh. Uh, so I guess for like, if your kids are watching this, whatever, 20, 30 years from now, if your grandkids are watching this, like what would you say about this moment right now that like we're currently in? Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just be prepared. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. If everybody else is saying, don't worry about it, that's when you should start worrying about it. Yeah. Always do the opposite of the, of the herd. That's well, not just that, but gonna... go with your gut. Yeah, so, because yeah. most well, of the time when people are doing that, your gut's like, yeah, if, no, that's not right. So Yeah, maybe. But now, especially the way everybody's so programmed from early age, early on, it's it's difficult. This herd mentality is it's it's programmed, like I said, into you from youth. So yeah, yeah just uh that that'd be my my thing. Just be prepared because it it'll happen. Yeah eventually yeah. maybe not right now but it will happen yeah whatever you know any kind of emergency natural disaster anything anything can happen so it's good to just always be prepared and ready yeah yeah well that's, that's good i mean yeah. i don't have kids but you know i do have three nieces um shout out to uh vincenza valentina and gracie there you go gracie your uncle sean gave you your uh, middle name by the way uh, <laughs> i remember you told me that story oh. yeah. yeah 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 um so you know it, yeah it just uh yeah, it, yeah, I think that you said it well. You know, just like whatever everyone else is doing, yeah. maybe consider something else. Yep. You know, because I, I use this analogy. I, I use this analogy with my, my oldest. I will tell him that there are three classes of people in the world. Think of everything as a pyramid. You have your, your elite, your rich people, super 
influential people are at the top of the pyramid. And then you have the majority of people are kind of in the middle somewhere. And then you have a lot of people also down at the base, at the very bottom of the pyramid. And that's the poorest. And there's a big gap between the rich and the poor. A lot of people find their way into the middle, but very few people find their way to the top. Look at what the people at the top are doing and oh. follow what they're doing, oh. what they're doing, not what they're saying, yeah. and you'll get ahead in this world. That's something that I just started teaching to my oldest. So that's another bit of advice I'd give to anybody else watching. Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I live in a fairly wealthy area of, yeah. uh, of Massachusetts. And, you know, I, I get to, I don't want to say what I do because I don't know what kind of crazy people are watching. You this. never know who's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but I, I, I am afforded the opportunity to visit a lot of homes. And you'd be surprised how many wealthy people have all those freeze-dried goods and canned goods and all ready to go. Yeah, I, I, I was at a house uh, in Medfield a few days ago and I noticed in the garage the guy probably had two years worth of food. All lined up, and it obviously wasn't recent. It had been there for a while. So, yeah, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You always want to be prepared for anything that can happen, and yeah, that's that's something that I've just because I started doing that myself in the past few years. I'm just looking. I'm like, okay, if I want to get out of where I am in life, I got to look and see what are people ahead of me doing. It's common sense, really, but nobody really thinks that way, unfortunately. And so that's what I started doing. I'm like, okay, started paying attention. What are these other people doing? kind of building up to this event. And yeah. you, if you follow anything at all, uh, you, you, I, I saw recently something like 200 CEOs have resigned or left their positions in the past year and a half, two years. Okay, what did they see that was coming? So many people moved to New Zealand or left the country leading up to this event. What did they know was going to happen? Right. You know these people all talk to each other. They all have contacts. They all run in the same circles. So yeah. whatever is going on, Obviously, people knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. They maybe not knew exactly what it was, but they knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've been frustrated is 2009 was the H1N1. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got the numbers because I've been, you know, I'm a maniac. I, you know, I've been reading constantly, you know, this past week or two. Yeah. Um, 2009, H1N1, that was the swine flu, right? I think that was yeah, swine or, or flu. flu. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Any, that sounds anyway. familiar. Yeah. Um, that killed, it, just here in America, 25,000 people. Six, 56 million people were infected, and it killed 25,000 people. Where was that panic? You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's, what, that's what's been interesting. It's like, well, what changed? What changed between now and 2009? Because this whole, like, you know, shelter in place, and I'm sure we'll get to that, you, you know, and, and, you know, this, and I was just like, it's got to be social media and mass media. It's got to be. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's making people nuts. Yeah. And if you are into politics, you would say, well, the media is controlled by leftists, and now you have a, a far-right president and this and that and that's why this is now happening oh they want to tank the they, economy to get trump out of let so, yeah supposedly who knows who knows if any of this stuff is yeah, who I, knows I, that's why they're conspiracy theories you want but metallica beer what <laughs> that's awesome metallica makes beer now awesome. it's called enter night okay good for them yeah that's awesome wow yeah. i didn't know that it, thank it, you this is gonna sound strange but it tastes like Metallica in the 1990s. It's got kind of a metallic taste to it. All right. I know. I, I, whatever. I, I'm a weird person.
person. Hey, this is awesome. All right, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna have an internet pilsner. Let's try this out here, right on air. Why not? I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bottoms up! It's the end of the world. Oh, bottoms up. Yeah. yeah. There you go, buddy. Cheers. 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 I'm sorry, I cut uh, you off. I didn't. <laughs> what, what were we talking about? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's fantastic. H1N1. Oh, oh, H1N1. H1N1. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, well, what changed? Thank you, Monique. Um, uh, you know, Someone's got to pay attention here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, it was only, what, like, whatever, 10 years ago. But, you know, I guess social media was a little different then. <sighs> Maybe slightly. Maybe we weren't as head head first in uh, uh, Kate, I can't, well, what's the word I'm looking years, for? Ten years ago, we weren't so. Uh, we didn't have all the technology on our phones that we have now. So it, yeah, a smartphones lot of were, were still kind of using starting, Blackberry, right. things like that. So you were yeah, texting, but why. you didn't have. And now you're tethered like, to it all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that could very well be. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I think that the social media definitely has been weaponized. Uh, for this yeah. purpose, whatever the purpose may be, I'm knocking my mic over now. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. two sips of Metallica beer will do that to you, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's weird because if I wasn't on social media, no joke, I would have gone to the grocery store last week. Boy, it's kind of busy. It's well, it's busy. Where all the toilet paper go? Yeah. I would not know anything. Because like I said, we don't watch TV anymore. We we got yeah. rid of cable. We don't even watch the local news. Nothing. Yeah. And I, I, I took all the news apps off my phone. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Only thing I see is social media. And when I will occasionally go on there. Now, I, I do, I have a, my for my other business, I have a, a Twitter account where I tweet a lot and whatever. But I don't really look through my, the timeline or whatever. I, whatever it's called. See, I don't even know what it's called. I just do the tweets. <laughs> I send them out and that's it. And I get off. But then that's when I first started seeing like the stuff about this virus was back in like, December, I think. So just some random thing that came up on Twitter. And I was like, oh, what's this? And, okay, another virus. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. But now, again, uh, I saw something about it a couple weeks ago, how it's going to be here or it's coming here or whatever. It's out of China. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go again. And then I was like, you know, maybe we'll we'll – get a little extra food when we go to the store this week. Maybe, you know, I, I was like, yeah, maybe something's coming. Maybe, I don't know. But last week is when I started to be like, okay, it's not just everybody. This this must be like pretty widespread. And then I started getting the texts from family members. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So something is supposedly coming this way and yeah. happening. And then, yeah, obviously this last week's when. Phew. I got no texts from family members. By the way. That's messed up. <laughs> That is messed up. <laughs> no, that's, they can see on social media. I, I know what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, have you ever read... See, this is where I'm going to start sounding nutty. Have you ever read the Unabomber's Manifesto? I have not, but I, uh, I've i heard about it. And a lot of people say, read that thing, because he called this he all, called right? This. Big t- that, that, it's, it's, all right. See, this is the part where I have to say... The Unabomber was not a good man. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. blowing up people's hands is not cool. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, but, no, not, not cool. But he wrote a manifesto that I don't remember the name because it's, it's actually really long. It's a really long title. It's yeah. basically an academic paper. Right. You know, and he, now bear in mind, th- this was written in the like early 90s. 
And the general thesis is technology is going to kill us, Mm -hmm. but not in like a Terminator 2 sort of way. Right. He keeps throughout the the paper, the essay, he keeps using this term over socialized. Technology is going to make people over socialized. Bear in mind, this is before social media existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was and his other point is that it was going to warp people's perceptions of reality. Like, cause people think Facebook is reality. Yeah. Twitter is reality. It's an extension of reality, but it's not reality. Yeah. So if you're going on there and seeing that the goddamn world is coming to an end, well, yeah, you're going to think that the world is coming to an end. If you can't separate, you know, I think what we're witnessing here is just the largest social, I mean, it, largest social panic in history. Oh, easily. I mean, it's worldwide. Yeah, it's like War of the Worlds on steroids and worldwide, not just like a, a small yeah. community that's listening yeah, to the radio like show. It's not like just in a little town of Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Where everyone's a witch. Yeah, you know? right. But it's the same thing. I completely agree. Is there some kind of a virus that's making people sick? I don't know. I, I have no oh, well, idea. There must be. I mean, I, I, there's there's got to be something going around because people are getting sick. Yeah. But it, people get the flu every year and die from the flu and get colds and allergy season's kicking in right about now too. So is it any of that stuff? Who knows? And I was talking about this with somebody the other day. These tests that come out for it and all this stuff. Who's to say that that's even accurate? Yeah. Like, who's to say that this isn't just manufactured to pick up the common cold virus and call it COVID-19? Yeah, you're positive. You test positive. Right. To sell a vaccine or to sell whatever. To sell more of these kits. Who knows? Yeah. People are always looking to capitalize, is my point, and... I just think that this has been completely blown out of proportion. Oh, yeah. And if you want to buy into a conspiracy theory, it was an attack on the world, essentially, to crash the economy, in my view. And who benefits from this? The people that originated it, allegedly originated in China, right? Who can flush, like you mentioned earlier, who can flush our... Boom, done. Oh, right, yeah. Everything's done. Well, this is where you who, and I kind of differ. I'm who not, takes over everything? I mean, China's control so many ports now around the world, so they can yeah. control the in and out of goods. They can control that the trade. China runs the Panama Canal, for Christ's sake. You know, they, they, they have bought up so many properties in our country. They took over movie studios. They took over all this stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah. Is, it, is this what happened? I don't know. This The circumstances are happening, but is the cause something that was planned all along? Yeah. Well, see, this is where you and I differ. I, I think that I, I, I like meet you probably about like <laughs> the halfway point with conspiracy theories. But yeah, to me, right. the, 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 ex, the, the standard explanation seems reasonable just because like this isn't the first virus that's come out. Of, right. You know, the wet markets like you, you can't eat bats. But I get it. And the, why would you want to? They're so cute. <laughs> well, they're a socialist country. So people are starving. <laughs> so if you're starving, you're going to eat a bat. Yeah, that's true. No, that is true. But for, yeah, just people listening, that, that is what happens. <laughs> you know. Venezuela eating yeah. zoo animals. Because yeah. that's what it's all, the SARS, the MERS. Yeah, the, the, right. The, the, the uh, you know, avian flu. It's all come out of that region yeah. from the, these weird markets where they're selling weird stuff. I yep. mean, just the name, wet market. It sounds gross. It does sound gross. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does. So yeah. that... Explanation sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Sure, yeah. no, it does, but but the I guess the the panic that it has caused, especially where just recently we the swine flu, not even ten, a little over ten years ago, this happened, and 
well, I mean, it seems like we have something new coming out every couple of years. Yeah. We never had this degree of panic, though. Yeah, it's the panic of the day. That's the thing. And and it's just, it's crazy how paranoid everybody is now. It's like, yeah, it's flu season. You should, you know. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, Sean just made a motion for everybody <laughs> that's listening. That, no, like like you're on the phone yeah. texting or, or tweeting or whatever. Yeah. But that's what it is now. It's... When I went to the store and even all this panic had kind of started, people were becoming aware of what, what's coming. People were still friendly. People were nice. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was all older. I went during the day, so it was a lot of older people, not not a bunch of people on their phones while they're you know shopping. Yeah. And people were making small talk. People were pleasant. I wouldn't have known anything was going on right, other yeah. than, oh, oh, why is there no toilet paper? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. And then just moved on. Right. You know, I yeah. would have had no idea. But once you turn that damn phone on or you turn the TV on, now yeah. all of a sudden everything's different. Right. It's it's a completely different reality. Right. Well, and unfortunately, the majority of people now, what do we do? We look at our TV for the news that comes from five different sources owned by the same five media conglomerates and companies. We're all getting the same reality. Whether or not it's real, it is if we believe it is, right? That's so... Yeah. That's why I just think it's very, like what the Unabomber said. I was just about to say, it all comes back to, like, it all he really back. did nail it. He this. nailed it, yeah. big time. That's why he didn't plead insanity, by the way. Because they're just like, you know, there's a good chance that you, you could probably get insanity and, yeah. you know, rather than going to a supermax prison where you're locked up 23 hours a day, you can go to a mental hospital. And he's like, nope. And they're like, why? And he's just like, because if I plead insanity, no one's going to take my ideas seriously. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know and you know so but yeah he was saying it's just like you know people are gonna they're we're gonna kill each other because our sense of reality is going to be warped by yeah. technology oh yeah 100 percent. Look, look at people now the way they act on social media sometimes they're horrible and it's like i feel like people either can't aren't going to be able to handle the real world or you see like these videos of these soci- sociopathic people who just don't care and they just do horrible things. And it's like, that's one reason I hate social media. Like, why would you share this video? Yeah, it's yeah. awful. But I don't know. I think it definitely can warp someone's perception if you don't have people telling you like, that's not real life. Yeah. There's a, there's a book um, called 10 Reasons to Delete Your Social Media Accounts Now written by Jared Lanier. I think that's how you say his name. But he was a tech guy in Silicon Valley who mm-hmm. developed all this stuff. And he essentially became like uh, Oppenheimer, the guy who invented the atomic bomb. Yeah. And uh, there's a famous interview with Oppenheimer where they ask him like, oh, what did you think and feel when you saw the mushroom cloud for the first time? And he's just like a sullen, broken man. And he goes, I, I forget exactly what he said. But he was like, I am Shiva, bringer of death. He realized that this thing that he created, like, whoa. So yeah. this guy who wrote this book to delete your social media accounts, he, he's like the same way. He goes, what have I done? I'm like Dr. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know? And one of the things that, that he, he, he writes about in that book is, is uh, you know, they this is so sinister. But the tech people who you know, work on social media, they work with psychologists yeah. to get you to figure out what is going to make people keep coming back to this. Yeah. And it's two things, fear, anger, fear, anger. Right. And the, the CNN, I mean, that, that, that's all, it's all it is. Yeah. You know, breaking news. Remember when breaking, 
you remember. Remember when you saw dun 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 an NBC News special report? Yeah. You're like, oh shit! Yeah, something's going on. Something happen. big is <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, like the yeah. challenger just exploded. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But yeah. now, if you I, if you put on Fox News right now, it's got breaking news. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Everything's yeah. breaking. Yeah. It's new. Hence news. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I know you saw that tweet, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> yeah, 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 Norm yeah. Macdonald was just like you know. Ah, I, I love, I love Norm Macdonald. Yeah, Norm, Norm Macdonald. I just saw awesome. him uh, about a year ago. Oh, no yeah, kidding! He was phenomenal. Nice. He's just like, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> the news was only half the hour. Now the news is twenty-four hours long. And even then, when the news was only half the hour, they'd even have to tack on a story about a caribou or some shit at the end. Yep. <laughs> but now I realize. Half the hour was about right, because that's about all that's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, he's he's nailed it. Yeah, he's nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's it's crazy, but yeah, we we definitely, I think, just this this whole social media has just made everything so beyond crazy. I, there's people that I used to follow, I guess, and I saw just some of the ways they react. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I, I just had to go, yeah. okay, unfollow, unfollow, or yeah, mute, or whatever it is. It's, it's like, like all right, jeez. Like, I just like, I don't want to see that stuff. Welcome back to reality, everybody. Come on. Yeah, I think if everybody just calmed down, which obviously easier said than done. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, that's not going to happen. But you know. if, if everybody would just relax a little bit, allow common sense to enter your brain for a little it's bit. It's gone. I mean, that's it is. The, that's the problem. It is. All yeah. emotion. Yep. You know, it, like you said, it's the mob. Yeah. And the mob is ruling, you yep. know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we live in a country where, you know, there were things put in place in our constitution that was supposed to stop that from happening, but... <laughs> Look, the Constitution, I was... I actually said this to my son the other day. The Constitution is a piece of paper. It's worthless. It's worthless if the people who are supposed right. to be following it don't obey, don't it. obey it and don't adhere to it. It's yeah. just a piece of paper. It's the principles that we're all money. supposed okay. to agree it's on. like money, right? <laughs> That's what makes it worth something. But yeah, but but it's true. It, and now it just, for whatever, I'm, I'm sure there's a million different things that had it get to this point, but the fact that people now are just trivial about their rights and everything, the Constitution is worthless now. Yeah, because if nobody nobody will obey it. Nobody will adhere to what it says. So, well, if the shit hits the fan, you're going to get a good lesson in the Second Amendment. That, oh, that's big, for damn sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now everybody that that's for gun control and all these gun regulations and take away the guns and all this stuff, you're going to see now why everybody that was against you carries a weapon and carries a gun. You're going to be wishing that you were on that side of the of the law. Yeah. You know what was a, a really good lesson in gun control that happened in our lifetime uh, was the, the Rodney King riots. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm talking about with the Koreatown and all that. So the Rodney King hap- uh, riots happened, right? It should have just out of control. Yeah. And it got to the point where the police were just like, we can't handle this. You know what I mean? Like, it's too far gone. Like, we cannot control this. Right. So like, okay, we're going to send in the National Guard. It's going to take 48 hours. And so the, the commissioner, the police commissioner, gave the police an order to stand down. They got out of there. They got all, uh, you know. Yeah. The National Guard wasn't going to show up for two days. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, the, the black people living in South Central Los Angeles, they blame the 
Koreans, you know, because they were doing well. They had opened businesses and shops, and they felt that they were to blame. So th those were the stores that they were going after. Well, here's the thing. A lot of those uh, Koreans that owned those stores had, were Korean immigrants who had, you know, seen the Korean War and saw the value of the Second Amendment. And you can go online right now, and you'll see they're standing there with o AR-15s protecting mm -hmm. their businesses. Yeah. See, that's what people, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool to talk about gun control until something like that happens. Of course. It's for when society breaks down. Yep. The National Guard, the, the government literally said, you're on your own. Yep. You know, National Guard is going to be here for two days. Yep. What do you do till then to protect hey. your, you know what I mean? Yeah, what do you, exactly. Exactly, and that's what nobody thinks about. You know why? Because everything, all these ideas, they're all pie in the sky. Nobody thinks of consequences. These type of situations and scenarios, they're not brought up. They're not highlighted. Right. Nobody brings those out of the, dusts them off and takes them out of the closet when they have an agenda. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 because that's real life. Yeah. That's when you really need that. I think a lot of people are in for a wake-up call. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Yeah. Big time. And, yeah, I mean, I've, again, family members who are, are not on that side of it. And I'm just like, you're nuts. Mm. You're nuts. Yeah, I, you know. It's, well, they probably think the same about you. They do. <laughs> they Yeah. But but again, yeah. Police police are going to get a stand down, and and they may bring in the national guard if stuff gets out of control. They already but, have. That, well, at least but until then, it's a, Charlie Baker just called in the national guard. Really? I mean, they're not doing anything, but he's just like, let's go. Yeah, but what does well, the national why? guard have? Yeah, what do they have? <laughs> they have weapons. Yeah. How's that going to stop what, a virus? Yeah, what's that going to do to if you know if food in two months there's no food anywhere and. People are just going around knocking on doors. What are you going to do to protect your home and your family if somebody's knocking on your door looking for food and is hungry? Well, we had a test run of it after the Boston Marathon. That's right. In Boston. Yeah. I was not a fan. And I was very, people gave me so much shit for that. Oh. They would have found the guy sooner had they not done that lockdown. Right. Because do you remember how it played out? The, 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 he was in somebody's backyard, right? He was in his boat. In the boat. That's what it he was. He was yeah. in the boat. Yeah. Well, they did the lockdown, shelter in place, stay in your homes, and check out the pictures. You never saw this on the news, but you can see people who snap photographs of freaking people, you know, terrorizing families, pulling them out of their house, tanks rolling down the street. No, yeah. I, re I remember hearing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, they would have caught that guy sooner had they not done that because they lifted the lockdown. And, you know, the guy who owned the boat, yeah. he stepped outside to have a cigarette and he's just like, oh, shit, someone's in my boat. He would have found him hours before yeah. if they hadn't locked him in his house. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of, of anything like that. I'm not a fan of the Patriot Act, of martial law, any of that stuff. And <laughs> when that happened, I was thinking the same thing. And, and I remember because uh, I was actually watching the news when that whole thing was going on. And I remember either texting with somebody or, or being on the phone with somebody and they were saying, oh, God, good. Yeah, I mean, they got to do it. They got to get the guy. They got to get the guy. And I'm just like, no, you this is un this is unprecedented. This is you're missing the point. Yeah. Forget the bomb. Forget what. It, look what's happening right now because yeah. people are scared and they're just letting it happen. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. And and it, that's that's all it took. Yeah. Mm. That's all it took. Right. Panic. You, that, yeah. Exactly. The crisis. You know. And it's yeah. Crisis. And and the people in control of everything know that that's what they have to do to get people to go along. Got to make you scared, yeah. so you go. Oh, please stop! Stop the fear! Stop! Stop whatever's happening! Help me! Right, you know, and and you can just go through history and see it. The, the mm -hmm. Reichstag fire. I know 
Nazi analogies are way overused, <laughs> you know, at this point. It's, for, for, it's okay. For, for Al and Monique's kids. and That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> everyone talks about Nazis in this period of time. Um, but, 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 you know, it was the Reichstag fire. You know, it was just like, oh, the, the, the communists, look what they did. You know what I mean? Like, they're everywhere. They're, yeah. You know what I mean? They're the, the, the witches. It's a whole yeah. thing. You know, yeah. so, it, and then that's when they passed in Germany the Enabling Act. That was basically just like... Um, Hitler can do whatever he wants because we have a, we have a crisis here. Yeah. The <laughs> panic, the, the problem was presented and now they had their solution. Yeah. Or yeah. after 9-11, the Patriot Act. Yeah. That was, come on. I mean, we're still, and I, I did that get repassed? Did that, did they re-sign it? I don't oh, yeah. know. Obama re-signed it. But was it, did it just come up again for review recently? And I wasn't Probably. sure. I hadn't heard I if it know. got passed or not, but I figured with all this other news bombarding everybody. Yeah that that probably is something that was being done. Yeah, it was the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act that like was is like the Patriot Act on steroids. On, yeah. Obama signed that into law at, like at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. I forget what year it was, but it was he literally he did it be, why? Because no one was paying attention. Right, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of things with with a lot of that kind of stuff too from what I found is a lot of it is uh they they use astrology like the calendars they use a lot of numerology and a lot of these things that are signed into law a lot of these things that are events that take place manufactured or not depending on what you believe they all fall place at certain times because they have something to do with different ritualistic beliefs by the people that are in charge doesn't matter whether you or i believe it yeah but yeah. these people believe that if you do something at a certain time and of course a day like new year's eve in that time yeah Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's right. focused on something drive. else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, th there's a lot of different aspects to that, to to the times that they pick and the way that they sneak these things in. I guess they were trying to sneak in abortion funding for, yeah. it, for during this Planned for Planned Parenthood or something during this recent virus bill they're trying to pass oh, yeah, funding for. They, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's why? like, what does that have okay, to do with well, anything? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. It's you know? it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. You put like all this other stuff in it that nobody wants. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know. We're living in interesting times. That's why I said, yeah. you know, it's like I think it would be fun to frame this and you know, for like future generations to watch this because I would like yeah. to I would have liked to have seen a conversation like this in the 19, you know, yeah, when the start, you know, the great depression and all that. Yeah, just know? to love to see what were people going through cuz you you mean you read the stories and stuff like that, but how much of that is accurate because Right. What's been wiped, yeah. you know, what was yeah. allowed to be printed back then, like yeah. just like now, they, they can determine what goes online and what doesn't. They got yeah. programs that can pull your shit down or whatever. Right. So, I mean, back then you had like the newspapers, who's to say what was, what kind of stories were chosen and what was left off, you know? It'd be yeah. nice to have something like this where, again, anybody can now go online, make a recording, make a podcast, make a video, and that's yeah, kind of neat. Yeah. I do remind me, but like when we wrap this whole podcast up, yeah. I do I actually I'm gonna end this on a positive note. All right, I have an anecdotal story about the Great Depression that I think that you know, okay will put us all in a good mood. Like, Great. before we sign up, because I know mean, obviously we're talking doom and gloom here. Like, yeah, you know, the shits at the fan. Hey, what? I, that's the that's the topic of the day, yeah. right? Or of the week, <clears throat> month. As I was drawing up here, you know, I remembered the the last show. That you, when I managed you against Brian Fury's not last match, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember sitting with you in Woburn. I remember exactly where we were sitting. We were over, whatever, the, the left-hand side of the locker room. And we were talking about hyperinflation. I'm just like, and I remember I told you, I'm just like, man. And so this was six years ago. Yeah. And I remember I'm like, dude, I've, I've invested in gold, you know? And, uh, and we were talking about this, you know yeah. what I mean? And I know that I don't think anyone was around us, but if someone had heard us talking in the locker room, like these fucking conspiracy theories, Oh yeah, like, of course. Fucking nuts. Yeah. You know? Yep. But you know, I'm okay with that because yeah. it's always the smart people in get ridiculed in the present. Oh yeah. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of you course. Yep. Like it's totally okay. And yeah. I, I get it. I can remove myself from it. Like, oh, they sound kind of crazy. Right? We talking about the economy's going to collapse and right. the dollar's going to collapse. It's yeah. America, yeah. you know. Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, America's broke. We're we're debt rich. It's yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We're debt rich already. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I remember that. Yeah. I remember yeah. having that conversation. And yeah. you're right. People who would would have been listening to it probably would have been like, yeah. crazies. Kooks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, I've I've been. Who's I've always laughing now. Exactly. Well, no one's gonna be laughing. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. Yeah, unfortunately, nobody's gonna be laughing. I take no satisfaction in being right. I take a little satisfaction in being right, but mostly no. <laughs> yeah, I, I. This is this is a time when I wish I was wrong too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not gonna be pretty for, for a lot of people, unfortunately. Did you want to talk about what you were just discussing? Yeah, we, we were just because Alan yeah. and I've been dominating this conversation. Yeah, go ahead, little lady. Say, say what you talk. think. No, it's funny. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and let the men talk. Because they don't want to hear my crazy woo shit. Oh, I definitely do. (laughs) That's not right at all. (laughs) Go ahead. Get get all woo-woo. Woo-woo-woo? Woo-woo. Yeah, I don't know. Woo-woo. Monique has a theory that if you think it, you can be it. It's manifestation. But it's not just that. You're laughing at me. It's about, so it's a theory that essentially you're like an avatar because each person is their own God. So you start out here in your avatar and you're kind of, it's like a Sims game. You're kind of going through the rules of life. But then as you start to realize things, you start to ascend and you realize, oh, this isn't really my life. This is just kind of, it's like a matrix sort of. And you start ascending higher and higher and you start seeing more and more of everything. And there's also beliefs like if it's not in your reality, then it's not really there. So I've said before, if you don't believe all the hype of the chaos, yeah, stuff still may be going around, but it's not really going to affect you because you're not allowing that into your game, if you will. And you, you don't really use psychedelic drugs? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> No, that's cool. I mean, if you're I, listening, I, I, you definitely want to be watching this. Think, so go to YouTube um, or Friday on. Yeah. But can you be aware of that? Can you become conscious of that? Yeah. So that would be like you're playing Donkey Kong and like Mario looks at the screen and he's just like, I know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I don't know if you can really look into other people's games, but it's just like you start realizing kind of like it, there's a lot of bullshit and you don't need to let yourself be a part of that. Huh. I'd like to talk about the breakdown of the history of the United States for just a moment. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay. I heard a historian um, break the hi- history of the United States down, and he's essentially saying that the United States is an empire. I'm not sure how you could argue that at this point, that it's not. That it's not, right. Yeah. yeah. So so basically, he, he, he broke it down like this. 1776, 
1945 is pre-empire. You know, that was when we were just a sovereign country, pretty much kept to ourselves, yeah. you know, and everything like that. And the country was growing and growing and growing. But then the f- First and Second World Wars happened. That's when we started to be sort of imperialistic. Yeah. It, you know, because, I mean, yes, we definitely should have fought World War Two. You know, one, two, definitely, you know. But then that's when we're just like, well, we need to spread freedom for, throughout the world, which is a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, but not everyone wants it, I guess. Right. And it's just like, well, we should just take care of ourselves maybe and, you know, let mm-hmm. them. So then, so that's, yeah, 1776 to 1945 is pre-empire. 1945 to 2001 is empire. So that's the peak. And this is why the three of us are lucky because we grew up predominantly in that time. Yeah. Because when you think about, I mean, you know, that's the Pax Americana, you know. So now in 2001 was 9-11. And that's kind of where it uh, tipped. Hey. <laughs> that's where it tipped. I mean, and, and we all, you know, lived through that, uh, uh, you know, because you can kind of see the country definitely became different after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously attitudes changed and a lot of freedoms that we previously enjoyed were taken away from us. Um, air travel became a hell of a lot more of a bitch. Yeah. Because I flew pre nine eleven and it was awesome. way too yeah, much get, after. Remember the the buzzer would go off the airport and like whatever, just go. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You know. And then after nine eleven, man, oh yeah, flying after that was just a two hour flight became a all day affair. You yeah. know, it's yeah, just ridiculous. But to me, it almost seemed like the party was over. That marked the end of. Then I mean, it was to me the end of the nineties. Yeah, and I guess that you know I was just saying nineteen forty five to two thousand one, that Pax Americana. I mean, you look at the decade. You, you know, the, when you always say, and I know because we grew up in the eighties, we're going to say the eighties were awesome. Mm-hmm. But the eighties really were. It seemed like yeah. the peak of the peak. Yeah, you know, of the American. Yeah, it, yeah, it really was too. You know, yeah. because it mm-hmm. just like. Remember when everyone is optimistic? It's so hard to almost remember that. Yeah. You know, the 90s were, you know, Gen Xers, you know, because we kind of like rebelled against that. So it was kind of pessimistic. But then 9-11 happened. It was just like, yeah, see, shit sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I don't think we've ever really recovered. We haven't. No, It just seems like everyone, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, well, you look at the music and in the movies of, of the 80s. Yeah. You know, the hair metal was yeah. party time. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, know? everything. Yeah, everything yeah. reflected that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. now we're in 2001 till now, post empire. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought that was a really good breakdown of I think the history of America. I think it's pretty accurate. I think it's think really about accurate. It. You can make a pretty damn good argument for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, even the 70s. Yeah. You know, I love. I love the. I, I don't remember. I you know I was born in seventy seven. I don't remember it, but yeah. I just I love the movies from the seventies. Like, yeah, seventy movies. Yeah, seventies movies are awesome too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in the sixties, you know, I mean, hippies. You know, they're kind of annoying, but like, I mean, yeah. they did cool stuff. Sure. I mean, they were fighting against fuck Vietnam, sending us to go die for this bullshit. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's I. Fuck me. Yeah, you got me thinking. Yeah, that's definitely pretty accurate because yeah, post nine eleven. Anybody that was born after 9-11, which is now a, a, a whole entire generation, yeah. they don't know what, what it was, what it like, was like before. And yeah. when we tell them, they think, 
what's the big deal? So what? Uh, you know, yeah, right, so yeah. what? I give away my privacy. Who cares? Blah right, blah blah. Right, right. Yeah. Because you never knew a time before it, and that's yeah. yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah. You know what I always hear from not just people our age, but especially, uh, you know, uh, like I know, a, a, like the the woman I work for is sixty four, and you know, it, it, like guys I work for, you know, they're, they're like sixty. You know. Yeah. You know, I always hear from people in their sixties, you know, and older. Remember when you could just. Yeah. Like, remember you could just, like, whatever, go and buy a cigarette. You know, it's yeah. just all these, like, little things. Like, uh, yep. there's an amphitheater. Uh, you, I'm sure you've been Great Woods yeah. in Mansfield, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Back when that place first opened, if you were sitting on the lawn, you could bring a cooler of booze. You know what I mean? They'd just be like, oh, open that up. No hot liquor. Yeah, all right. I mean, that's unfathomable now. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you weren't tethered to everything. You know, I was driving here and there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. Tolls and yeah. everything. And, yeah. you know, you're just being watched all the time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like I said, you know, I watch a 70s car chase movie and it's just dude in the desert. And it's yeah. Dodge Challenger, which I own. You know, <laughs> yeah. Vanishing Point, by the way. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> you know, but just free as the wind. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it it can bum you out. <laughs> it it does it it, and it it does get me down a little bit too when I think about it because I do I, I do a lot of reading and stuff like that. And any time that I think about, yeah, I lived at this point half my life before nine eleven, so right. I was old enough to remember, and and those memories are still there. Like, yeah, I remember I could just go and when I was a teenager, we raised hell. Yeah. And we did a lot of stuff that no way would anybody today get away with. Right. Yeah. Like no way because yeah. there's just eyes everywhere. Right. And if it's not like a white camera at a traffic light or on the highway or something like that, it's somebody looking out the window with their cell phone in hand recording for social media. Right. We're yeah. constantly being watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I, okay, I guess this is the part where we're going to sound like old people, but I guess we are. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, it, it's just like, you know, all the, the, you know, the sniping from behind keyboards that happens Ugh. on social media. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. It, it's hard for me because I come from a time where you could talk shit about somebody. Yeah. But there was a good chance that that person you were talking about was going to come around the corner and be like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it, it made people more polite. Yeah. You know, and all that. And, and and by the way, if that guy kicked your ass, it, no one was going to see it. Yeah. It wasn't going to be filmed. Nobody was going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. When I was growing up, uh, when we talked about, I, I used to work at a grocery store. And there was a girl that I liked who was working at the grocery store too. And so I was talking to her and whatever. And she had a boyfriend, which I didn't know at the time. But then I found out. But I still was talking to her because whatever. We're just talking while we're at work. Who doesn't talk yeah. with whatever. So her boyfriend also worked at the grocery store and he started telling people that he was going to kick my ass because he heard that I was talking to his girlfriend or whatever. So I went up to him and I said, hey, do we have a problem? I heard you're, you're saying, tell me you're going to kick my ass because I talked to your girlfriend. Right. I, and I told him, I said, look, yeah, I'm, I was definitely interested in her before I knew that you two were together. Mm-hmm. And yes, I still talk to your girlfriend now, but it's not with anything else in mind because... I respect the fact that she's with you. Yeah, right. But you're telling people you to kick my ass, then let's go. You know how I am. That's how I am. I'm I'm very, very, you know, respect. Give me respect. I give you respect. And he completely backed down, completely backed off. But I was ready to fight him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and he was telling people he was going to fight me. So that's what I was waiting for. But 
now you now it's oh, I'll kill you, I'll dox you, I'll whatever, all yeah. this you know, I'll SWAT you or whatever. I've heard all but these you know, different there's things. No like, release. It just makes people like yeah, and then nothing happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, you know what? I'll say it. I don't mind saying this. No one is above an ass kicking. No. It, it, of course yeah, not. It, yeah, Monique exactly. knows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, getting your tail knocked in the dirt, especially at a young age, is a very valuable experience. Sure. Especially absolutely. when you're out of line. Yeah. And I feel that everyone's out of line now, but they don't get their tail knocked in the dirt. Nobody does. <laughs> no, exactly. And and then like when simple things like the person you didn't want to win an election is now president. Yeah, we'll go burn it the sent city people down. over the fucking edge. Yeah. Like, whoa. You're living a good life. Yeah. Like, and a whoa. suck one at the same time. Yeah. You know? It's like you have no idea. Yeah. But that's but that's the thing now. You're right. Everybody hides behind the keyboard and and every you know yeah I, hysteria I, running wild yeah. everywhere. Can I? I'd like to tell a similar story about sure. This. So this was great. Um, so I, I just I had my license and I used to drive a uh, uh, a Chevelle '69 Chevelle Malibu. Oh my god, I love that car. I wish I had never sold that car. Uh, and anyway, I came to a four. It was at nighttime. I came to a four way stop and a car and I approached at the same time. So I waited, you know, but and I couldn't see the person inside. So I waited and he didn't go. So I started to go. And then he started to go. So I stopped. I was like, okay. So then he didn't go. So I started to go again. And then he started to go again, you know, so I stopped, you know. And when that were like in the middle of the interview, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. This guy's stupid, you know. So I'm like, so I go again. He, he goes again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so finally I just fucking floor it and I fucking... Gave whoever I couldn't see the windshield was black. Yeah. I was like fuck you. Yeah. Turns out, toughest kid in town. Big Irish dude who just nobody fucked with. He was like five years older than me. I was, you know, sixteen. You know, he was whatever in his twenties or whatever, sure. early twenties. So he went as soon as that happened. He just happened to drive up my buddy Fraser's house, and he rolls down the window and he goes, "Hey." Who's your friend with the car? The Chevelle. <laughs> right? Medfield was a way different town back then. <laughs> um, and Fraser's like, oh, Gorman, you know? And he goes, yeah, you tell him next time I see him, he's fucking dead. <laughs> he just gave me the fucking finger. And Fraser's like, I'll let him know. <laughs> so, for, you know, Fraser, you know. Sure. You know, I'm just like, Jesus Christ! I didn't. I didn't know it was him. You know, <laughs> right. it, like I, I, I like kind of knew the guy. I wasn't friends with him or anything. Yeah, I kind of knew him. Yeah, you know, just everyone knew you didn't fuck with this dude. You know? Right. Yeah. Matter of fact, he ended up opening a karate studio. I mean, he was a tough dude. You know, a lot of the people who lived in Midfield at that time, like their parents came from Dorchester and okay. Irish and Italians. You know, they're yeah. you know, apparently like tough kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, the town is way different now, but it wasn't like <laughs> that back then. Anyway, so finally, like a week or two goes by, and I'm loitering. Uh, in the, at Friendly's parking lot, right? Yeah. I shouldn't say his name. Anyway, I'll beep it. Th- that's but... fine. He shows up, and I'm like, "All right, this is it." And this dude is so much bigger than me. I mean, I was like, I was a rail. I was like six feet tall, 135 pounds. You yeah. know. And he looks at me, and he marches right. I'm with all my friends, you know. And he marches right up to me, and I didn't run away, you know. And I was just like, I just clenched my fist. And I'm like, "Here we go," yeah, you know. And he 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 got up to me. And he got like right in my face and he stared at me and I just stared up at him. Yeah. And he goes, huh. And he just hit me on the shoulder. He's like, you're all right. <laughs> but you know, you that go. was a valuable lesson because yeah. I didn't back down. Yeah. He's like, I could kill this kid. This kid knows I could kill this kid. Yeah. 
but he didn't back down. So you know what? Whatever. I was just I was screwing with you anyway at the intersection. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you don't see that anymore. No. Nothing no. like that anymore. No. Everybody is just yeah. Yeah, everybody's a keyboard warrior. Mm-hmm. Keyboard tough guy. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. And 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 the other thing too is uh I don't know I don't know if there's a word for it. I call it snitch culture. Everybody always wanted to tell on each other. Like what what is going on? You'd get your ass kicked back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, you know? now it's like everybody wants to be the tattletale. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to be, and I'm not saying everyone because it's not everyone, but there are a lot of people out there or the vocal majority who want to be victims. And Did they you just, say the vocal majority or the vocal minority? What do you mean? Vocal minority. Say? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Making sure. Yeah, the vocal minority. These people, I just see it all the time where these people want to be victims. And again, when we were younger, you did not want to be the victim. Oh, the opposite. Oh, it was the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right? But yeah. now it's like people. I, I, know I don't know if is, it's. Though. I know why people do that, though. But it's a move. Yeah, but still, it's like it. it I just don't get it. But it's like they just want to be these victims, or they just they want to get themselves out there for doing something, whether it's good or not. They don't really care either way. Yeah. A lot of people want to get their, you know. 15 minutes of fame through social media because that happens now and they, they want to feel special. The self-victimization thing, like I figured it, it, it took me a while, but I figured it out why people do that. Because like you and I were just like, why would you want to be a victim? What, what the hell? Yeah. But it's a move. It's like a, it's like a process. So if you're a victim, that means you have the moral high ground. If you have the moral high ground, you can tell other people what to do. So, yeah, you you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so Mm -hmm. if you say something that, quote unquote, offends the person, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But then they'd be like, you offended me. And just like, I'm right and you're wrong. Now, mm, I'm going to wag my finger at you. I'm going to tell you what you can and can't say. So it's a move. It's it's like a three step process to get to where they're actually exerting dominance over you by being a victim. Yeah, that's why you can't put up with that shit. Like Fuck I mean, you. society, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, society as a whole just has to yeah. say, okay, enough with this, camp, you know, bullshit PC language and everything. Enough, yeah, enough, yeah, enough with your fifty-five genders. No, <laughs> enough, yeah, had it. You know, I, I have to say, Al, uh, a couple things. Um, I recently have been reading this book called The Gen X Reader, and it came out in like nineteen ninety-three or four. And it's a collection of articles that appeared in like Rolling Stone, Spin, like in the 90s that, and they put it in an anthology to basically define what Gen X was. Okay. And I initially got it because there was an article in there that I remember reading from back in the 90s where a guy locked himself in a hotel room for 48 hours and did nothing but watch MTV. Now you talk about the good times in the empire. This is what, this is what was happening when we were younger. Yeah. If people, this yeah. is what people were concerned about. Like what happens if I watch MTV for 48 hours straight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I got this, it, but it, so I'm reading and I'm reading all these articles and they're all by 20 somethings in the 1990s. And I'm like, it all came back to me. I was just like, God, like, like we were, we really were the most progressive generation yeah. Ever. Because to us, the civil rights and all that racism, that was ancient history. Yeah. That was in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you know, and interestingly, one of the articles is is a is a warning about the the national debt which at the time was 4 trillion 
you know, and they're like, this is going to fuck us all. Yeah. It's 23 trillion now. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really like just reading it. Just like, we really need to get a hold on this. This is really bad. You know, (laughs) yeah, we're actually lucky we made it this long. I I can't believe it's still going on. Yeah. Yeah, You know, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm reading all these articles, you know, like of Gen X and yeah, it occurred to me just like, like, yeah, like we weren't it was just like fucking racism. It's just like who's better, Axl Rose or Kurt Cobain? Yeah, like yeah, you right. know I mean? like yeah, exactly. I, I have this like sometimes when I'm like going to sleep, I have this like funny. I imagine like scenarios. Like it helps me like relax before I like I sleep. And so like my my buddy Frazier, you know who you met, and like yep. all our long haired delinquent friends who would listen to Metallica, you know, and that, they were like an outsider band. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. You know, we I used to that. loiter in a park called Baker's Pond. And I have this like funny um, scenario where a social justice warrior travels back in time from right now to us, you know? And yeah. so we're all just hanging out, listening to anthrax on a boombox or whatever. Yeah. And they show up and they're just like, racism is bad. <laughs> and we just be like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, and it's just like, uh, sexism is bad. Uh, yeah, all right, man. Uh, do, do, do you want to you want a joint or something? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you want? Do you yeah, hang out? just like, and you know, it's just like, and you guys are bad because you're white. Uh, you, you know, that's where yeah. you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. just like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, like, right. And just like, and you have privilege. Just like, oh uh, yeah, all of us have been like arrested. The cops fuck with us all the time. Like, nope, you're white. Like, yeah, you know, you, you get a pass like, dude, I just got called a faggot the other day by a police officer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, and just like in words are violence. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I exactly. think we're going to show you the difference now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's it, though, man. You're, yeah. But it, that would that be exactly what would happen. Exactly. Too. That's exactly yeah. what would yeah. happen. So who's more progressive? Yeah, you oh, know, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me going down that road, Sean. Yeah. Well, 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 again, you but, know, like I said, if we're uh, doing this sort of for posterity for, for po- general, right, of course, it's just like it is like the great regression. It really is, you know. It, it, and the reason why you see those memes, it's like boomers versus millennials. Yeah, and Janet, my favorite, it's a, it's a Star Wars one. It's like Luke and Vader fighting, and it's like boomers versus millennials, and then the other one is. It says Gen X, and it's Han Solo in Return of the Jedi in front of the bunker, just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's just like, I can see why, because they're the same. Yeah. That's why they're fighting. Yeah. Because, you know, they were like the old racists, and uh, and we were like, okay, whatever. Yep. And then they're just like, oh, we need to fight. Yeah, you know, just like what we had to solve. Yeah, yeah, this was done. And yeah, why are you right. tearing down Civil War memorials now? Yeah, like, right. what were no, you doing? Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy when you think about just how everything is going. And I think too, the internet and technology getting back to the the manifesto. Yeah, uh, uh, the Unabomber manifesto. Uh, technology is almost making it easier now to manipulate everybody because we're not going to the the print books and encyclopedias and things like that at the library. We're just going on our phones where everything's digitally uploaded and can be altered by, you know, at any time by anyone. Right. Yeah. And so anybody now, if they wanted to could just wipe out certain parts of history because, you know, in 30, 40 years, no one's going to know the difference anyway. Mm. And it makes you kind of wonder, is that like, how long has 
the technology that we're using now been around for? Has it been around for a really long time? It's just been withheld from people because whoever is in control of this whole thing wanted to keep it for themselves and just slowly trickle it out to people to see what would happen. You know, if you believe in that kind of thing, you know, but I think it's, yeah, just, yeah, I just like, again, this is where you and I sort of differ about, you know, because like, like I said, you go to like 10. Oh, I'll go to 10. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I believe it. I just oh, okay. am open to the possibilities of these things. I'm very open-minded to this stuff. Yeah. That's why I like looking into it. I, I'm not saying I believe it. Oh, okay. These, this is what people will say and, and what a lot of people do believe, and there are different theories and reasons why. Yeah. But I think definitely a lot of this can now be manufactured because they have they, I mean, it's been on the news. Google has been caught censoring people, altering oh, yeah. algorithms, oh, yeah. history, search histories, things like that, suppressing different, you know, uh, electoral candidates that they wanted in office or didn't want in office yeah. or whatever. So that, that's all I'm saying is that if somebody wanted to manipulate now the masses, it's so easy to do easy. with with technology. Forget it. Yeah. Like you have now, you've put the power of the world basically into a small top of the pyramid people's hands yeah you know i don't know it's just it's yeah. scary it's i think really the scary who invent technology i mean we've all known you know the nerdy like they don't seem sinister or everything yeah. it right. really is sort of a dr frankenstein type of thing where it's just like they don't they're not worried about whether i should they're just like can can i yeah can i do this hey can i make a little screen phone thing and in applications and all that they, they're sure. just more interested in like like you know they're little tinkering like yeah. can i do this yeah and they have they have no awareness of oh i i believe this that. is gonna ruin society oh i, I definitely <laughs> believe that but i I'm think that there like are people bloom in jurassic park you're so busy wondering if you could you never stop to think if you, you should. should yeah right. exactly which is essentially the Frankenstein. Yeah. What a great novel, by the way. You know, Mary Shelley wrote that when she was like 19. Yeah, she was young when she yeah, wrote it. Yeah, so good, too. Yeah. It's so relevant even to today. Because he that's what yeah. the whole yeah. moral of the story is. He was so obsessed with her, whether he could, yeah. he never stopped to think whether he should. Yeah. And he created a monster. Yeah. That's pretty good for a 19-year-old. Not, not, not bad. I, I couldn't be coming I'd, up with I'd, that I'd, shit when I was 19. <laughs> I'd say that's a progressive thinker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Right. You know? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think that we're we're on a course for something that isn't good for all of humanity. For all of humanity. I mean, there's going to be obviously those people that are smart enough to see this coming and didn't get immersed in all this technology and prepared for when it would fail them, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not I don't think it's going to end well for a lot of people. Well, you know, again, sadly. This is why the Unabomber was living in a shed. In Montana. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's just like, I'm out. Peace out. Yeah. You know? I yeah. get it. I totally get it. I totally get it now, see, too. see, now we're sounding crazy again. Yeah. <laughs> but but in 30 years, wow, those guys were smart. Yeah, right. These guys could see this coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I definitely, again, I'm going to go on record. I think something big is coming the end of this year, the end of 2021. Something big's going to happen. Probably not something good, but something very, oh, very uh, monumental. world slash country is is going to change and oh you know yeah. that's why i texted you uh, you know yeah. uh, on my technological phone yes um you know what i mean because it's just like i think this is a moment we should kind of just capture yeah yeah you know like before the the fall the shit hits the fan yeah yeah, yeah. and i think i think it is i think it's going to hit the fan big time and i think now too with te with technology a lot of people are sort of kind of figuring out that the stuff they've been watching on the tv 
maybe not so accurate, especially a lot of technologically savvy people that just happen to find these things out. Yeah. Either by word of mouth or social media or whatever. And I think it's going to be a very interesting time because as shit hits the fan, are you going to be watching the news to get the real story or are you going to be now using your technology? Right. And how's that going to be used against you? Yeah. It's pretty pretty scary if you think about it. A couple months ago, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. You know, you you get, oh, yeah. I'll watch this now, you know. And uh, I was just, uh, you know what? Let me watch like a news broadcast from the 80s. You know, NBC, Natalie News. <laughs> Tom Brokaw. Brokaw. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I just saw watch some random episode from whatever, 1985 or something like that. You know what it was? I started watching the coverage of like the Challenger explosion. Okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I kind of just, and I'm just like, and so I started, then I started watching like just a regular random broadcast from like the 80s. Dude, the tenor of it is so different. Oh, yeah. It's like what Norm MacDonald yeah. Was saying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, they'd throw in like a little kind of thing, kind of biased thing, but it was small. It was very small. Right. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like a kind of like a little jab. Yeah. You know, yeah. but for the most part, it was just kind of like, here's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the news is, it's not the news. It's not it's, the yeah, news. It's yeah, complete propaganda. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's, right, yeah. that's literally what it is. Yeah. And, but nobody, nobody wants to, everybody's got so many years of programming and, this is what this is where I go for my information. This is what I need to see. That nobody knows that it's propaganda because yeah. it's just they've always been raised with it. You know what started it though was Vietnam. Yeah, because because that's when they just you know the news media was just like, look, what's going on here is not what's being reported. The government's lying yeah. about how bad it is over here. It's our job to report what really is going on here. Yeah, and uh, that's a good thing. I mean, oh, yeah. it's hard to argue that that wasn't the right course of action, but I think that the, the, the news media now... The news media now is is not what it was then. Yeah, That's my point. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. They're just like, everything is Vietnam. Right. But it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> it's complete opposite. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Let's make... Yeah, like, let's make everything as bad as Vietnam. Right, yeah. Even though it's yeah nothing right. at all. I mean, we're sitting here talking about... The collapse of the fucking world over a virus that's a little more aggressive than the regular flu. Yeah. I mean, that says that, it all, That right? has a pretty high survival rate, too. Oh, my God. It, yeah, yeah. If you're over 80, you're, you you know, I actually, well, I don't want to get on my with phone. A, with a pre-existing condition, most of the most of the fatalities have been pre-existing, had a pre-existing yeah. condition, were already sick with something else, yeah. and then they caught this. So. I have some of the numbers in my head, but it's like under the age of 29. Well, South Korea, actually, it's interesting to look at those numbers because they were dealing with this longer than we have. Yeah. Um, and they didn't quarantine initially. And like the rates of infection and death are like pretty much the same. Like it's leveling out, mm-hmm. which is what viruses do. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, uh, under the age of 29, 0%. 0%. So what are we doing here? Yeah. What? Why are Why are things being locked down? Why is the economy t- over? You know. And here in America, I don't know if you knew this, but twenty five percent of the deaths here in America as of today were all from one nursing home in Washington State. I had heard that. Yeah. 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 I had, Average I had. age of person who died eighty. Eighty. Yeah. What yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. It is. It's mass hysteria. It's mass hysteria. And 
it, again, I, I mentioned earlier, it could be something like the Chinese government. This is an attack on the economy. That's one way of, of say, that's one thing, one way you could explain yeah. it. Another conspiracy, if you follow the QAnon conspiracy theory, if you ever look at I any of that stuff. Do not know what that is. Yeah. Okay. I'll be as quick as I can. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, somebody that's a allegedly. an insider, yeah. I have to say that because yeah. uh, somebody that's an insider with the current administration who is on the, I guess you'd call it a white hat, good, good guy side of the okay. government. Yeah. This is a person or now a team of people that will go on, I think it's 4chan or 8chan, one of those chan boards, and leaves messages and signs them Q, and they're supposed to be what's really going on with the military and with the current presidential administration. They've made a lot of predictions. They've said a lot of things. Some of the things have come true. Some of them have not. Some people think it's complete fake it's some kind of an intelligence psyop to see how many people they can get to believe it and other people think that it's legitimate other people think it's just completely crazy now literally every single major mass media outlet or television or whatever radio network has covered it in a negative light oh yeah nobody has said oh this could be true this could be Nobody, everybody has painted it in, in a negative light. Everybody that follows it as a conspiracy theorist. You're crazy, you're nuts, you're whacked, whatever. Mm-hmm. That right there, to me, was a red flag. Like, okay, why is everybody attacking it? Maybe there's something that they're hiding. Maybe they're onto something, who knows? But that's essentially what it is. And they've gone dark for periods of time when supposedly military operations were being carried out. Yeah. The, the theory, the conspiracy theory is that the government, the United States government has been under control of traitors essentially to the country that wanted to bring down the country for globalist means since about right after Nixon. So it would have been Carter. And everybody after that essentially was taking the country towards the this ultimate collapse agenda. Yeah, They knew they couldn't do it overnight. They had to gradually do it. So the Q conspiracy is that now the good guys have taken back over the government with Donald Trump as the leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, which that right there is like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, yeah. but okay. And that they are step-by-step, step, slowly but surely, taking out Hollywood actors and, and elite producers and Hollywood people because they're allegedly involved in satanic worship and pedophilia allegedly supposedly the the theory is that right now q has gone dark and talked about how there would be a major operation going on where these people these quote-unquote elites would be taken out slowly but surely with military action and that Mm -hmm. this plan has been in place since long before trump became president yeah supposedly so the theory right now is that if you look out and you see where who are all the like people you're hearing about that get coronavirus, it's all celebrities. You get all these celebrities. Tom Hanks. Was there another one besides Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Uh, the guy who was in the office, Idris Elba. There's a couple of other actors that have... Um, ma- athletes. A couple of athletes. Magic Johnson? Well, he's got enough problems. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> don't get me, don't <laughs> get me started on that conspiracy. Well, they've essentially cured that now. 
or maybe so you can live with it. Some people would argue that it was never real to begin with. Yeah. We'll talk after. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? I don't mean I, I, heard, I feel I so bad. Al and okay. I are just like. <laughs> I'm letting the men talk. It's okay. <laughs> you lean back so Al and I can. Yeah. Talk. It was, it was <laughs> no, it's just saying Boston Celtics. I thought a player on the Celtics just got diagnosed. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched the news, but that, those are the only names I've heard. This is all like in group text with family members that I'm finding this stuff out because I don't I don't go to the news or anything. But the part going back to the Q conspiracy theory, so a lot of these Hollywood actors and things are involved in a lot of these practices that the general public would find completely deplorable, I guess, for lack of a better word. And they are saying now that all these actors, all these elite people that are coming out because if you watch their like Instagram or Facebook videos, I guess they say some really weird abstract stuff yeah. and you're just like, what does that mean? And a couple of used codes that the FBI has deemed are uh, pedophile code words. It's pretty wacky and oh, yeah. gets dark, yeah. some of this stuff. That's why yeah. it's like, I try not to look too much into it because that stuff bothers me. Yeah. So I try not to dive too deep down that rabbit hole. But Well, as, yeah, okay. No, but yeah, the the theory is that this is now a major op that's taking place, and that they've been talking about doing this on these message boards or whatever for mm-hmm. three years now, by saying that there is going to come a time where we have to enable martial law. Where, but but it's just you have to trust the plan. Trust the plan. I guess that's the thing that the Q thing always says: trust the plan. Yeah. Trust the plan. And that's the thing now. One of the big theories is that this is part of the plan. They have to collapse everything to get all these people that put. Basically, we're traitors to the country. They have to lock up whoever, you, you name it, corrupt politician A, B, yeah. C, on both sides of the aisle. And that they freed up all this space in Guantanamo Bay for all these elites and people that were shot callers and whoever to lock them up there for their crimes against the country because essentially they're traitors, if you believe the theory. Yeah. So that's what they say is going on now. If you look around at some of the hot spots where the uh, coronavirus supposed outbreaks have been. I say supposed because if you believe this theory, the COVID-19 outbreaks are where a lot of these uh, gangs, uh, major gang arrests have been taking place. Uh, A lot of these elites have residences and homes. A lot of these areas seem to match up. like Almost like an immediate overlay. If you overlaid it over like a map, it would look like, oh wait, so maybe there is something going on. And there's a lot of whether you believe it or not, insiders who are in the military who are kind of on the down low leaking information out to trusted people, I guess, sources who leak it to the media that say, you know, alternative media who say it's a military op, it's going to get rough for a while, but hang in there, we're, we're getting, we're cleaning up or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether or not you believe it, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I guess it's, it's tough to believe there's a lot there to, to swallow. Yeah. I err on, I think that like we're at, we reached the same conclusion, but mine is just like, people are just dumb. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like that well thought out. I just think people are stupid. Yeah. Like, and they just don't learn anything from history. You know what I mean? It's just like, correct. And, and again, like, you know, you know, Nazi Germany It's just like, it, it, well, look what happened. Hyperinflation happened. Yeah. In Weimar, Germany. You know what I mean? And, you know, they're, yeah, a loaf of bread. There's pictures of people in Weimar, Germany with a wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrows full of money. Full yeah. of money. Yeah. Looking, you know, buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know what the Nazis did? One of their first things when they got into power, they they um, backed up their currency with gold and silver. Gold and, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, matter of fact, when I was in Italy, uh, stopped at a a shop and a buddy of mine bought uh, Nazi. It was like you know whatever a dollar and five dollars, and it was actual gold, real yeah silver. Because they're just like we need to stabilize our currency. Imagine that. They printed money and it fucking went to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of thin air. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think that it, it, what happened was, in when you said the timeline thing, it was like around Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, do you know about like the, the postmodernists and, you know, Derrida and Foucault and all those guys? See, uh, a little. See, so, okay. So this is what's interesting for us, right? Like, cause like, dude, fucking a socialist was like a viable candidate in our country. Yeah. When we were growing up, you couldn't even get elected to the school committee if you were said you were a socialist. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how many more examples do you need throughout history? Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so anyway, again, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make this brief, but basically, um, by the 1960s, it was pretty clear that socialism kept producing genocidal regimes and economic collapse. Yeah. So you would have had been like either evil or fucking retarded to think that socialism was a good thing. Right. So I'm like, well, what the hell happened? So here's what happened. There was a group of French intellectuals who um, said, you know what? Like, we should still like give it a shot, you know? And they came to America and it started in Yale University, and it was around like in the 1960s. And they're like, Our, "What we're going to do is we're going to get it into the colleges and the universities." And you know, I went to Emerson College, and I kept all my books, all my notebooks, you know. And like, you know, I went back and like, um, you know, it, it's all this postmodern theory, which is essentially neo-Marxism. Yeah, you know, like big government is good. You know, America's evil. You know, it's racist. And like, again, I'm surprised we're not in worse shape because now we've had like um, like two generations of people, yep. you know, who have been, I had an immunity to it because I never believed what the goddamn teacher was telling me anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. just like, sure, you know, I'll read your books, you know, and yeah, I was assigned the Communist Manifesto and all this kind of stuff to read. Fine. But I'm going to read these other books and I'm wondering why you didn't assign that. Now, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a conspiracy. I think it just becomes a culture. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But who, but, but now culture and society and trends and fads and things that become habits, if you will. Yeah. Who starts that though? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the conspiracy. Yeah. Well, it was these, it was these French intellectuals who still thought these, these fucking guys who thought they knew better than everybody else and wanted to decide society for us. Right. Yeah. And, and what they did was they tweaked, um, uh, you know Marxism in a way because Marxism is very focused on uh, money yeah. and just the richer evil you know and that's what the Soviet Union right. was you know they said well Americans like their stuff I like my stuff <laughs> you know yeah so it's just like it's gonna be hard because they're all living pretty fat you know so then and they all have they, guns they twisted Marxism into white people are bad yeah it, they, they based it on race and men are bad, mm-hmm. you know, because we sit here and talk over your lovely wife this whole goddamn yeah. podcast. Nah, I don't yeah. care. You know, like the <laughs> fucking patriarchy, we're experiencing it right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's yeah. why you get into, like, that's why these social justice warriors exist. Oh, yeah. 
you know. Oh, and they're, they're out of control. These, it's yeah, uh, yeah, because it's all brainwashing. Because yeah. I mean, you know, any like gender studies, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like any, any I've known any college class that has a you know hyphen studies. Yeah, they're not teaching you how to think; they're teaching you what, what to, to think. think. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And that that's that's the problem with school now in general, in my view. I mean, they're, they're teaching our children what to think. Right. But our kids don't know how to think anymore. Yeah. I mean, not not our kids. I'm I'm just saying, you know, in general, in society, it's it's pretty scary. Yeah, and, and like really I said, I'm scary. surprised we're not in worse shape. You yeah. Know? Because I, I mean, for some reason, there's a well, at least fifty percent anyway of the population who has resisted this. And yeah. that's what I find interesting because, you know, it's just like, cause I sat, you know, I went to Emerson college, which is like, you know, but again, it was the 90s. It was different, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is one of the most leftist, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, half the people were gay, you know what I mean? And it was totally cool. You know what I mean? But I don't know, for some reason I was, I just kind of was like, it, but it wasn't bad then. Like, I think it kind of went away. There was, there, there was a pushback against the political correctness and stuff in the 90s. There was. Right? Yeah, yeah there for was. For a little while, it was yeah. just like, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, and I think that's when I was there. I wouldn't, I, I'd, I'd get kicked out of that school in 10 seconds now. Oh, you would never get accepted. <laughs> no, no, no. Kidding, yeah, you know? right. No, not even close. Yeah. And, and, and now it's the, another, going back to social media and people that are allowed to get into universities and things like that, they check social media posts to see what kind of person you are right. and to see yeah. how you think. It's like, that's all Marxism. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's just you know? insane. And, and that's, this is normal now that you, you have to tell your kids, you, Watch what you put on social media if you want to go to college. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or get a job. Well, yeah, I mean, I think more people are waking up to the scam of what college has turned into True. now. But, but just in general. In that's general. That's a good thing. Like, yeah. everything's on social media, so, or everyone has access to it, so watch out. Yeah, that's it. But I remember a time when I didn't have to worry about what I put on Facebook or mm-hmm. Twitter. Didn't matter. If I went and applied for a job, it didn't matter what my remember views were. Remember when you could just. On anything. Remember when you could just. Yeah. Good callback, Monique. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Remember yeah. you could just talk. Yeah. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now we have to do things like this. And, and even then, we, we probably have to put a trigger warning or something to make yeah. sure that it doesn't get censored, yeah. you know? <laughs> there it is. So Alrighty we don't have to then. worry about that. Yeah. So with that. <laughs> Wrap yeah. it up or what? Do, Fucking yeah. doom and gloom. You got you got a good story yeah, you wanted to leave us. I do because here here here's here's in uh, I guess the silver lining in this dark cloud. Um, my friend April, who I talked about the last time I was here, I've traveled all around the yeah. world with her. Very cool chick um, uh, from Colorado, and uh, her dad was like, I think eighty when she was born. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like wow. he, he was old. I mean, he lived in like. You know, into like old age, but he started to get Alzheimer's. She didn't have much of a relationship with him. But anyway, um, her grandparents, um, you know, lived through the Depression and they lived in New York City. And we were talking about this one day and I said like, oh, shit, you know, you had relatives that lived through the Depression in New York. I'm like, well, that must have sucked. And she goes, no, they thought it was awesome. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah. you know, like the whole economy had collapsed. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean it was awesome? And she's yeah. just like... She's like, well, you know, like, I remember they told me, like, you know, they would just get together, like, all in one apartment, and they would cook big vats of spaghetti and, like, play poker, you know, and they they never get to hang out, you know, which I guess is what all people are doing now with their families and stuff and their families and friends, and they'd all get together and 
pitch in and, you know, drink and, you know, like yeah. just, you know, and the economy eventually turned around, you know? Yeah. So she was just like, yeah, they had a great time during the depression. And just that one anecdote. Yeah. Like it, it's really what's keeping me kind of optimistic through this whole thing. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe Morgan and I will be hanging out with you guys, you know, more often than we do. Sure. Yeah, I know you love Morgan. Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Morgan. Um, Why is that painter like it's a bad thing? Uh, no, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. What? What are you laughing at? Um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, yes, you know, things are going to suck, but, you know, at the end of the day. What sucks, though, if you think about it, right? Like, if you're looking at it from somebody that lived through the depressions, if you're looking at it through their eyes and they're, they're probably looking at you going, Oh, so you're not gonna be able to use your phone as much. Right. We're already in better shape, I think. Oh, because of that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, now just if you're sitting at home and you've got family and you're with your family that you don't really see all that much, try turning the phones off. Make the best of the situation. Make the best of the time you've got. Yeah. Cause cook a big, pot of spaghetti yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it, i think i think if anything good can come of this it'll be that sense of community and everything again because yeah like you saw earlier our, my neighbor came up to the door oh yeah. yeah i don't really talk to him all that much but i found that i've talked to him a lot in the past couple of weeks right yeah so just something to think about you know uh, make making making the most of this time maybe getting back to our humanity and yeah. what it means to not be tethered to your mobile device or your tv screen yeah yeah you know i'm from a small town you know and uh you know you can see that like i really as i've gotten older i've seen the value in that you know what i mean it's just like you know i know the lady at the grocery store we yeah you know at the register you know we always chat and stuff like that and you know uh uh, I remember. Oh, oh. Here's another. Actually, here's another anecdote. Uh, right. uh, the gas crisis. Remember in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle Steve uh, was working at a gas station in Medfield during that. You know, it's just like you probably seen the pictures of like the long, long, the lines, long lines. And, yeah, you know, to get sure. gas. You know, so everyone was just like, "Fucking, I'm not going to be able to gas. I can't get to work and all this stuff." Yeah. So my uncle Steve was working at a gas station in in, in Medfield, and he and you know to his buddies you know and my other uncles and my mom you know it's just like hey listen come there at like 7 30 after we're closed like i'll hook you up you know little <laughs> shit like that yeah you yeah. know what i mean like but yet that's what it you know when the shit hits the fan everyone gets boiled down into these yep. you know yeah like you said friends family so yep. Yep. yeah i think we're in for you know a little rough weather but uh we'll get through it yeah yeah we'll get through it see that Optimism, kids. Optimism. <laughs> but be prepared. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Knowing is half the battle. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of Gen X. Yeah. Big time, right? Hell yeah. G.I. Joe, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Knowing is half the battle. Oh, yeah. I think this has been a good conversation. I feel okay about it. Do you have I've anything? I've learned a lot. Do you, do you want to add anything? Like, what do you think about stuff that's going on? What do you believe is going on? Do you have any, you any theory? You know what I believe. Well, there are different things. and Just to get uh, you talking a bit here. No, it's fine. There are different things. Um, somebody that whose podcast we enjoy, Karen Rontowski, she has a uh, podcast, Paranormal Karen, and she sent me a video, which was really interesting, of a doctor, and he was talking about COVID-19 and everything, and 
he brought up a really interesting theory that I'll share. He was saying that, was it back in 1918 when there was the Spanish flu? <laughs> You're laughing. The Latin flu? The, the, <laughs> what's the politically correct way of I saying know, it now? They've already changed it. Span- okay, well, I don't know what it's called. The Spanish flu in 1918. Yeah, that flu. That is when they started using radio waves. And people started getting sick. Then around, I think it was World War One, they started using radar and things of that nature. And people started getting sick. And now we have 5G. And where did this happen where they have like all 5G? So it's kind of saying like, is it possible that what's happening is this electromagnetism that's getting put out there is damaging the body, causing the cells to die and excrete toxins, kind of like what a virus does, so people are mistaking it for a virus. And I thought that was a very interesting point because... It's an interesting theory, yeah. Yeah. It, if you know, if you listen to us, um, or a lot of you, if you listen to us, you might know, but the dangers of 5G out there, they can really mess with your body. So is that what's exactly happening? I don't know. But supposedly, I just thought it was a really interesting theory. Su- to support that theory, supposedly the city where this whole thing originated in Wuhan, China, Wuhan <laughs> was is blanketed entirely in 5G and has horrible air pollution. Yeah. So are these factors something that maybe may might make somebody more susceptible to this kind of a virus? Or is this a virus i'm putting my hands in quotes but it's not really that it's something that's the result of an environmental issue mm-hmm. that's either natural or artificial again it was just an interesting that's an interesting theory, theory. Yeah. yeah again everything we talk about we're just we're just saying they're theories we don't know if they're yeah. true or not i think the takeaway message from this podcast is like the fucking unabomber was like really right on <laughs> Yeah, pretty as much. As much of a dickhead as he was. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he had it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. All well, right. So that's been uh this has been, been this, nice. Yeah. That's been this emergency <laughs> Our John, bonus always podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there watching or listening, just stay safe. Yeah. Be cool to everybody and you get out of this thing sooner, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, we wish everyone the best and we hope everyone is in a good place. And yeah, stay strong. Stay. Fuck you guys. Don't come to me for help. I'm not like them. I'm fending for this guy. <laughs> there Typical you go. Gorman. Ladies and there gentlemen, you have it. Sean Gorman. And <laughs> as always, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, and I've been joined by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. And, and you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Mm-hmm.